If God is real, and if God is good, and if God is involved, then that means that there needs to be some good things that God provided, even in the middle of a difficult season. So looking back for us and our marriage and family, what were some of the blessings? Where were some of the blessings? Yeah, I mean, this is how I like to do life. I look at what I'm thankful for first, and then I can look at the trials through what I'm already thankful for, knowing that God is faithful. So, so for so me... So real quick, we're different though, right? I look <laughs> like a lot of married couples. So if it's the two train track analogy, am I more the optimist looking on the bright side or the pessimist start with all the pains, problems, perils? Probably the pessimist. I'm probably more the pessimist. You're more the... Optimist. Optimist. So you, you wake up smiling and... I sometimes get there eventually. <laughs> well, howdy. My name's Mark. I'm Grace. She's my wife and best friend. Welcome to the Real Marriage Podcast. And uh, we are just honored to have you. We're excited to be with you. And uh, I think we're supposed to start with a review. And what we would tell you is wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a five-star review. If you're not going to leave us a five-star review, do not leave us a review. <laughs> Why don't you read one of these, babe? This is from Candy MK2, real and heartfelt, she says about the podcast. I love this podcast. It perfectly marries the real and sometimes rough edges of marriage with grace and tenderness. I've learned so much from Grace and Mark too, That's LOL. That's a bit offensive. That's a bit offensive. <laughs> On how to be a wife that expresses my need for tenderness from my husband. Together, we've learned how to better communicate in our marriage and how to show the love and vulnerability that's long been missing. I highly recommend this Oscar to everyone. Wow. Very kind. Very kind to you. A little bit of a backhanded, you know. It's okay. You can handle it. I am a big boy. All right. So here's what we want to talk about. Um, this last year, very weird. Amen? Mm -hmm. We all agree. Yes. Um, nobody could have seen it coming. Total torpedo. I mean, who would have known that we'd shut down the world and cancel Easter at the church and all that has happened. And what's starting to happen right now is that the world is making a little bit of an adjustment, not toward fully open, but it's going in that direction. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people are starting to go out to dinner, events are starting to come online, schools are starting to open, at least in most places, unless you've got, you know, some sort of governor who read the Old Testament and thought that the dictators were onto something. For the rest of us, <laughs> life is starting to feel a bit more hopeful and normal. And what I want to do is capture this last year. We want to capture it as an opportunity. This was one of those events that is going to go down in history. In history. I mean, kids for generations are going to have this as an element of world history, not not even part of the timeline or national history, but global history. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be doing psychological analysis and data studies and, you know, what did this do to people and how did they respond? And uh, and some of the early returns are quite frankly discouraging mm -hmm. or concerning about marriage, uh, about uh, abusive behavior at home with families and or addiction cycles. But what we want to say is that uh, in life, there's always, if you're a believer, there's always blessings to be found in any and every circumstance and situation. Some years ago, babe, I was in a, uh, in a car, I was in a Ford with, uh, pastor Rick Warren, um, love and appreciate him. 
And uh, he just said something that's forever stuck with me. He said, he said that a lot of people see life as good seasons and bad seasons. And he sees life like train tracks where there's always good and bad going on at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. And the pessimist kind of focuses on the bad track. The optimist focuses on the good track and the wise Christian pays attention to both. And so even in this last year, even though there were some things that were painful and difficult, our first question would be for you to ask as a couple, and I'll ask it to you, Grace, looking back on this bizarre year that we have been through, where were the blessings? If God is real, and if God is good, and if God is involved, then that means that there needs to be some good things that God provided, even in the middle of a difficult season. So looking back for us and our marriage and family, what were some of the blessings? Where were some of the blessings? Yeah. I mean, this is how I like to do life. I look at what I'm thankful for first, and then I can look at the trials through what I'm already thankful for and knowing that God is faithful. So, so for so me- So real quick, we're different though, right? I think like <laughs> a lot of married couples. So if it's the two train track analogy, am I more the optimist looking on the bright side or the pessimist start with all the pains, problems, perils? Probably the pessimist. I'm probably more the pessimist. You're more the- Optimist. Optimist. So you you wake up smiling and I sometimes get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's not totally true. But yes, there's lots to be thankful for, even when there's trials of many kinds going on around us. And so for me, this last year, um, I really saw our kids flourish in this time. There were some initial struggles with school being closed and and just the hard things that they missed out on with graduation and events and trips and different things. But they, they did really connect with the Lord in that and pray through that. They learned um, to have a stronger faith through that. And then as we found ways and God provided ways for them to serve at church and serve other people, they stepped up and did that. And when we serve, there's a lot of joy in that. It's a blessing to be able to serve. Um, so there was lots of those opportunities. Um, for us, you know, we have our health and we weren't afraid of death, but we have our health. We didn't get sick. Um, that was a blessing. Um, really bonded our marriage because we were getting more time together. There wasn't as much outside responsibility. Yeah, travel was canceled. Mm -hmm. School was closed. Events were taken off the counter. All of a sudden, there's a lot more time just together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with the kids too, some focused time with the kids because they were home. And I love that, but I know that can be hard for some moms, but I really um, appreciated getting that time with my kids that are still home because the other ones are starting to leave already. So um, God really focused in and had me see what priorities were all over again. It was kind of a reboot for me. And the things that were closest to me that were priority, I got to invest more in. Well, you, you brought up too the fear of death. Um, you know, the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear, that mm -hmm. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Yeah. There was a spirit of fear that gripped the entire planet. Mm -hmm. There was a global demonic spirit yeah. of fear. And God's perfect love casts out fear. And it was it was really interesting. One of the great blessings going through it all was, I didn't think we were going to get sick. I didn't think we were going to die. I didn't, I didn't feel the risk. Uh, but if we do, the Bible says to, to be to absent Jesus. from the body is to be present with the Lord, mm -hmm. to depart and be with the Lord, the Bible says, is far better. Yes. And so it was a blessing just to know, you know what? I I really am okay with Jesus. Yeah. And um, and if one of us were to go, we're going to go with Jesus. And then the other one is going to eventually show up and catch up mm -hmm. with Jesus. And that Jesus' resurrection and his defeat of death, 
I mean, it's, it's amazing that the whole world was gripped with the spirit of fear. And, you know, we don't want to belittle illness or injury or sickness or death. But at the same time, the worst thing is not to die. It's to die without knowing Jesus. That's right. And in that light of that, there was a lot more opportunity to have those deep conversations with people because there were some hurting, scared people that don't know Jesus. And we got to just jump right in and say, hey, I can introduce you to someone who can give you peace and who can give you um, take away that fear of death because you can spend eternity with him. And it just was awesome to be able to have that. Well, I remember having one conversation with one guy that comes to mind. He's like, well, what if, what if I die? I'm like, you're going to. Yeah. No, I'm not sure when, right. but I, I know that 100% of people mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. And so you need to be ready for that. Yeah. And, and even if you live a long life, eventually that life comes to an end. And I think for believers, this entire experience showed us that we really do have a completely separate mindset and hope in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that the thing that the world fears the most is what the Bible calls uh, the great enemy of death. Mm-hmm. And the world is fighting against this enemy of death. And, and we we have a Jesus who's already won a victory over death. And it, it it was a blessing to even process that with you and the kids to say, you know what? Okay, worst case scenario mm-hmm. is still we're with Jesus. Yeah. I mean that that means that uh that we should just grieve differently, that we should uh endure differently, and that we should uh, see differently and feel differently. Not that we deny reality, but we see Jesus as a bigger and greater reality. Looking back on this year, any other blessings for us, for our marriage, for our relationship, things that were really unexpected gifts from the Lord? I mean, we saw God financially provide just in really practical ways. Um, we weren't destitute um, or out of a home or anything like that. So we were thankful for that. Um, yeah, I mean, marriage-wise, it just it really allowed us to have some deeper conversations, some time together instead of off running in different directions. Um, yeah, I think just the investment time was really sweet for us. And I think for us too, honey, it, it was just nice not to have the calendar be packed. Mm-hmm. I mean, with five kids and ministry and books and travel and conferences and responsibilities, and we love everything we get to do and we love everybody we get to serve. There was something really good about, you know what? There's just, there's no need to go to the airport for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no hard deadline. Um, The, you know, the grind of life really pulled back a bit. And there were other stresses and pressures. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we had the great hand sanitizer um, epidemic of, you know, 2020 and the, the toilet, toilet paper, paper. Mm-hmm. um, you know, loss and we're all at Costco, <laughs> you know, pushing old ladies. So, so that the end of the world comes, at least we have toilet paper and hand sanitizer because that's what really matters. But I mean, overall, yeah, there was just something really good about knowing I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be home with my wife and my kids. And we don't really have anywhere that we have to be. And we could actually just kind of be together more than ever. Yeah. And as our kids are getting older, I mean, our youngest is now 15. When they're little, they're home all the time. And you're thinking, can I please get a break? And when they're older and they get a driver's license, you're like, man, could they, could they just come be here a little bit more? Mm-hmm. And so we're in those years, we're having a little bit more of their time and energy together as a family. It was a tremendous blessing and I'm grateful for it. Yeah, it's time that we don't usually get and that you have to be super intentional about normally, but it just came 
kind of on a platter to us <laughs> during the last year. Anything really practical looking back at this past bizarre year that just comes to mind for you? I've got one thing in my mind that I, I think of that really was just a sacred blessing. What is it? What's that? For me, I loved just going for walks with you and holding mm-hmm. hands. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're in Dubuque, Iowa, you couldn't do that all winter, <laughs> but we could here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And with so many things being closed and so many things being canceled, we just took a lot of walks. Mm-hmm. And there were days that we would take multiple walks. We'd get up, hold hands, go for a walk. Middle of the afternoon, hold hands, go for a walk. After dinner, hold hands, go for another walk. And for me, I just love that because those were times for us just to talk and visit and process and catch up. And, you know, what are you thinking? How are you doing? How can I pray for you? And, uh, and I just remember looking forward to those walks and just thinking, you know, we've done some epic trips in our life. We've had some incredible adventures, some tremendous blessings. But when you boil it all down, it's a lot less about what you have and it's a lot more about who you're with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I could be sitting on a five-star vacation, you know, in the world's greatest spot by myself. And I would rather go for a walk around the neighborhood (laughs) holding your hand because it's oftentimes about who you're with and not so much where you're at or what you have. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I think these are good conversations that we've had as a couple. Uh, These are conversations that we've had with the kids because so much of the news and even the conversations is what did we lose? What did we cancel? What did we not get to do? What are we looking forward to coming back? And as believers, we've also got to ask, where were the blessings along the way? Yeah. And recounting and recording some of those. So that would be our homework assignment to you. In the ensuing few episodes, we're going to talk about looking back um, in a way of seeing the hand of God at work in your life. And oftentimes we don't see God's hand in our life until we look back. Usually when we look forward, it's in faith. We don't know what he's going to do. We look back, we've seen that he was faithful. Mm-hmm. And he was incredibly faithful to us. Honey, would you say that this last year was for us and for you personally a good year or a bad year? Uh, for me, it was a good year. There were some challenges, but the way God used it was pretty amazing. I would say it was one of the greatest years of my whole life, mm-hmm. which is bizarre. I mean, there it was complicated. Right. It was one of the most complicated years of my whole life. Right. But to see the growth in the kids, mm-hmm. it supernaturally accelerated their faith maturity. in God and their maturity. Mm-hmm. And for you guys that don't know, when uh, when it all hit and everything was closed and our kids couldn't go to school, they just came to church and served mm-hmm. and did ministry and built deep, healthy, godly friendships. And it really just enriched our kids' sense of call to serve the Lord Jesus. Yeah. And um, and even to the point now where kids are, our kids are going back to school and they're going back to sports they would still rather be at church doing ministry, hanging out with their closest friends who are some really godly kids. And for you and I, we got to do pretty much everything together all year. I'm used to getting on airplanes and I didn't. And I used to get moderate depression when a flight would come. I'd see it on the calendar and I would get a little grumpy just knowing I'm going to go away. And I don't, I don't like being away from you and the kids. I love being with you and the kids. And so not having anything scheduled was a real blessing for me. And so for those of you who are listening, this would be our first question to you. Looking back, what were the blessings? 
Where was the hand of God? Where was the grace of God? Where was the provision of God? What are the things that you are grateful for? And how was this not just a season to just sort of endure until you could get back, but maybe it was a season that God had some new blessings for you. And we'd encourage you to have that conversation as a couple, have that conversation as a family, and spend some time in prayer just thanking God for these very specific things. And then in the next episode, we're going to talk about the lessons that you learned in this last year to help you then not just get back to normal, because let's be honest, for many of us, normal wasn't that great anyways, and we can do better than that. We'll see you in the next episode.